Hello, and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We trust that this will be a great encouragement to you and build your faith. Enjoy today's message. Today, this week, we're starting off a new series, y'all. And before we jump into it all, I want to share two key scriptures with you that are going to steer the entire series. Our first one is found in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 through 14. It says this, Come to God through the narrow gate, because the wide gate and the broad path is the way that leads to destruction. Nearly everyone chooses that crowded road. The narrow, the narrow gate and the difficult way leads to eternal life. So few even find it. Some nice encouraging verses for you this morning. I also want to share with you Jeremiah 6, verses 16 through 17. It says, this is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads and look around. Ask for the old, godly way and walk in it. Travel in its path and you will find rest for your souls. But you reply, no, that's not the road we want. I posted watchmen over you who said, listen for the sound of the alarm. But you replied, no, we won't pay attention. A couple years ago, Abigail and I, I believe we were still dating at the time or we were engaged, one of the two. Uh, Her father lives in Washington and we kind of met him in the middle. We met in Utah and we were going to do, I believe it was a 68 mile river trip, okay? This is not something we were going to accomplish in a day's time. This was going to be a four-night river trip. I don't know if y'all know anything about Pastor Mark. Pastor Mark's not a camper, okay? (laughs) Pastor Mark. Pastor Mark is not an outdoorsman. I'm not a riverman, a fisherman, anything, okay? I'm a pastor, and that's it. But you know, this is Abigail's dad. I want to make a good impression. They're excited to go on the river trip. I'm like, come on, let, let's do the river trip, right? So we meet Bob in, uh, in good old Utah, and we're ready to go down the Green River, Bonot Bend. Anybody been there? Anybody been on the Green River? Not a single person. Amen. Uh, so you got to keep in mind, there's no cell service. There's nothing. And I'm on this river. I have no idea what kind of animals live in this river, Like our first night, we saw wild goats up on the rock. And I'm like, if there's goats, then there's mountain lions that eat them. That's all I'm I'm thinking about as I'm looking at the goats. We see paw prints in in the sand, in the shoreline. Um, But along the way, it really was a blast. Looking back, it was a blast. But like right from the start, we were facing trials, okay? The Bob and Abigail's sister, they get their own kayaks. And, you know, kayaks are little. They're light. And you can move and and steer through the water. Abigail and I decided we're going to get in the canoe that has everything for four days of camping. While we packed the canoe, we didn't think it might be a good idea to pack the canoe balanced. So our canoe, for two hours, am sitting like this, trying to row. We keep flying into the weeds. And if I wasn't a Christian, some words would have been said. That's all I'm saying. Literally, as the day went on, I remember, um, you know, we, we got out at this one point, and her dad, Bobby, he gets out of the water, and, and he, he, jumps, he jumps down in the water, and, and there's, like, I didn't know quicksand was real, but it's real, okay? He starts sinking in the mud, in the water, and the more he struggles, like, the deeper he gets down, and the girls are looking at me, and they're like, ah, you gotta save him. I'm like, I don't want to die, too, you know? Like, we just, we got us. 
And finally, I get the kayak. Come on, you know? This is what I've been waiting for. Seriously, I am trying to pull Abigail's dad out of the, out of the river bank. I'm like, this is not what I signed up for. Okay. Bo Not Ben is this beautiful man. You look at the pictures, and it's just, it, it really is just incredible. It's this beautiful scenery. You look at the, 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 you know, the imagery of the river, and you're like, wow, it's majestic. It's, and we decide to, to climb up this specific part, and halfway there, I, I, I think my wife cried up about half of it, and I'm like, come on, you're okay. You can do it. You know, we, we get to the top, and they can't even smile for the picture. They're, like, so terrified to be up there. Uh, it was a blast, y'all. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It was great. We, we finally made it to the end of the river. This is, this is the last. We made it to the end of the river. There's one path to, to basically drive up out of this canyon. And boulders have fallen because there was so much rain. The path is, there's boulders in the way. So we can't even get out. So we had to wait for a tractor. And uh, yeah, it was a blast. We loved it. It was a blast. Really, the only thing... <laughs> bringing me comfort through it all, was if, if we just follow this river, if we just kind of stay in the water and stay on this path and allow it to take us where we need to go, eventually we'll get to where we need to be regardless of all the trials, right? Like if I just stay on the path of the river, I, I won't get lost. Um, but what I've also found to be very possible is if we went the wrong way, you know, because there's these little off places you can get and pass that go back and into woods and all types of stuff. What, what I also found to be true is if, if we went the wrong way, if we didn't follow the river, we could have ended up lost or the quicksand could have got us too. If we went off the path of the river and started venturing out into the landscape on the river's end, uh, we would have been going the wrong direction. The river was the direction we needed to go. And what I found is if you're going the wrong direction, you're going to end up in the wrong place, right? Man, you're wise, Pastor Mark. I know. <laughs> For real, anyone will end up lost or in the wrong place if you go the wrong way. This is the principle of the path. And if we're going to be all in as a church and all in as individuals in 2020, if we're going to reach our destination, we're going to have to figure out this principle of the path, right? We've all cast a vision. Today, we're, start, we're starting a series called Roadmap, and we, we want to talk about over the next couple of weeks, man, how do we get in the right direction? How do we get from where we are to where God's calling us to be? How do we get to where he's putting our heart to be? And what I found is what's true geographically, if you choose the wrong road, you get lost, right? If you, if you don't follow the river, we get lost. Is equally true about our relationships and our finances and, and, and physically. You choose the wrong road, you find yourself lost. And just like there's physical paths or road that lead to predictable destinations, there are other kinds of paths where we can, that, which are equally as predictable, Right? And maybe some of us, we haven't been as intentional about what roads we've been traveling recently. We've been heading a direction hoping we'll end up where we're supposed to be, but hoping just isn't enough, church. I'll admit, I, I wish that's how it worked. And that would be amazing if I just hoped and it happened. Uh, 
get wherever I wanted to go, right? But something to ponder here, uh, what, if, what if there really are financial paths that'll lead to predictable financial destinations? What if there are relational paths that'll lead to predictable relational destinations? What if there are emotional and spiritual paths that lead specifically to emotional and spiritual destinations? Galatians 6, verses 7 through 8, it says this, don't be deceived. God can't be mocked. But it says, a man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap their destruction. Strong, strong words here. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Many of us refuse to accept this is true. I, I, I think we I think oftentimes we get into this mindset and maybe we wouldn't say it verbally, but I think our actions would show we think we can live however we choose, eat whatever we want, spend whatever we want, and then we won't be affected by our poor decisions. And ultimately, um, the, the principle is true that you reap what you sow. The direction you head is the direction in which you'll end up. Right, you, you reap what you sow, and, and maybe you're in here this morning, and you've been on the wrong road, feel like you're going the wrong direction. Maybe you, you've sown some things you aren't proud of, but if you will instead turn to Jesus, right, who is the way, who is the truth, who is the life, this man is the path himself, amen? He can, he will set you on the right path, and your life will be forever changed. Okay, that's what we're believing. Y'all ready? All right, title of the message, if you're taking notes, it's called The Principles of the Path. Let's pray. Jesus, we come to you this morning with expectancy in our hearts. Father, I just pray that right now your Holy Spirit would open up ears, open up eyes, open up hearts, create fertile soil in our hearts to receive the seed of your word. And Father, I pray that your seed would take root in our lives, that it would produce fruit in our lives. Lord, let us not just be hearers of your word, but let us be doers as well. In Jesus' name, we all said, amen. As a pastor, I've had the opportunity to hear so many different stories from so many different people. And something I've discovered is you can't change your past. What happens, happened. And, but we can make decisions today that will impact our future. And just because decisions were made in our past doesn't mean that's always going to be who we are. That's always going to be the way that it is, right? We can get off the road, right? We, we, we can get off the road or get off the path that we are on now and we can step on to a new one. Isaiah 30, 21, it says this, when you turn to the right or turn to the left, you will hear his voice behind you to guide you saying, this is the right path follow it. This verse right here, this, this gives me hope. If I listen to God, if I decide to wake up this morning and grow in, grow in my sensitivity to his spirit, right, continually open up my ears to, to hear what he has to say today, tomorrow, and next week, I can change direction. He, he can lead me to where he's calling me to go. And any of y'all seen The Wizard of Oz? Come on, we've all seen The Wizard of Oz. One person, Anybody seen The Wizard of Oz, y'all? I guess we really are good Christians. There's magic in that. Don't watch it. <laughs> you know, I think we can all agree that The Wizard of Oz, it's like a little bit of every genre, right? 
Like, there's parts of it where you're like, man, this is beautiful. Like, those munchkins, this is, this is family-friendly. This is awesome. And then the next thing you know, there's murderous monkeys, and you're like, this is an absolute horror film <laughs> that no one should be allowed to watch. But to remind y'all, because only two of you have actually seen the movie, the plot of the film, uh, it, it revolves around this young girl named Dorothy, and she desires to go home. She kind of finds herself in this fantasy land, and... Um, you know, Dorothy, she's famous for saying there's, there's nowhere like home. There's no place like home. Um, and early in the film, Dorothy, she meets this, um, the, the good witch of the East, right, named Glenda. And she tells Dorothy that the only option for her to get home is for her to seek assistance from the great and powerful Oz. But to get this assistance, she has to go on a 68-mile river trip. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> She's got to get to the Emerald City, right? She's got to get to the Emerald City so she can meet the great Wizard of Oz. And Dorothy asks her, she goes, well, how do I start for Emerald City? How do I get there? And isn't that the great question of this whole life? Like, how do I get from where I am to where I need to be? How do I, how do I get from where I am to where I'm called to be? How do I fulfill God's vision and plans and purposes for my life? How do I start for Emerald City? And Glenda, with her head tilted to one side and her arms spread, right? Dorothy. That's exactly how she sounded too. She said, it's always best to start at the beginning. And all you do is follow the yellow brick road. Just follow the yellow brick road. And wouldn't it be great if there was a yellow brick, yellow brick road that led us everywhere we needed to be, right? Like, men, are, are, get the marriage back on track, right? Oh, just, just follow the yellow brick road. Be good. That'd be nice. Financial security, is that what you're looking for? Oh, just follow the yellow brick road. There you go. Lead, lead you back into a relationship that... You didn't think you'd be able to reconnect with a kid, parent, sibling, whatever. Follow the yellow brick road. Be nice. Even if these things could lead us out of our shame or guilt or our depression or whatever. And if that was the case, I think we'd stop looking for solutions to our problems, right? And we'd start looking for the path. We'd just start walking on the path, the yellow brick road, and... Um, ultimately, this is kind of what this whole series is about. It's, it's helping us find the right path to begin walking on to get us to where God's calling us to be. And, and, and because this year, we, we've established some vision for ourselves. We've decided we're going to step into the things God put in our heart to step into. Um, but we're also, we're going to have to be honest with where we're at right now. We're going to have to be honest with ourselves. We're, we're going to have to discern is, is where we are, is this the path on which uh, the, the, the direction I've been walking, is this the path, is this the way the Lord has been calling me to be? And today I just want to give you a couple of principles, um, give you some principles of the path. My first one is this, point number one. You must recognize the difference between a solution and a path. You got to recognize the difference between a solution and a path. When, when someone is where they don't want to be, oftentimes I've, I've found they probably already know what the solution is. 
like, man, it, this is my situation, but I want it to be this. This is where I am, but that's where I want to be. And they know the answer. What they need is direction on how to get there. To get from where we don't want to be to where we want to be, I found requires two things. Time and a change of direction. To get from where we are to where we want to be, if we're lost in a car or if we're lost in our marriage or our finances or if we're lost spiritually, all of it requires two things. Time and a change of direction. Listen, we all get lost in life. Or, or maybe you're in this room this morning and you find yourself lost physically, spiritually, emotionally, but just you putting one foot in front of the other, walking in the wrong direction. And over the years, I, I've become more convinced, more and more convinced that people don't so much have problems that need to be changed. And I'm not saying that there aren't problems that spontaneously arise or trials that are unpredicted in our life. I'm just speaking from a general stance that I believe a lot of us, the trials we're facing in life is often from us traveling a little too long on the wrong path, walking the wrong path the wrong direction for a little too long. We've been living this life in the wrong direction and I'd like to suggest that there isn't necessarily an overnight solution. We just need some new direction to start walking in. We need God, amen? Psalm 139 verses 23 through 24 says this. It's a prayer of the psalmist. He says, God, I invite your searching gaze into my heart. Examine me through and through. Find out everything that may be hidden within me. This is a vulnerable prayer. God, God, search me. Put me to the test and sift through all my anxious cares. See if there is any path of pain I'm walking on. What, what, a, what an incredible prayer. God, if there's anything I'm walking in that's gonna be harmful to me, that's painful for me, point it out to me. Even if in this moment it seems like I'm enjoying it, even in this moment, if it seems like it's good, if there's any path of pain I'm walking on and lead me back into your glorious everlasting ways, the path that brings me back to you. When life has led you miles from where you wanna be, church, invite God to search your heart and examine your ways. Invite him to search your heart and examine your ways and then ask him to lead you back to his glorious, everlasting ways, the path that brings you back to him, amen? You can't start over, but because of his grace and his mercy, you can always change direction. And I'm grateful for that. Point two, direction, not intention, determines our destination. Wouldn't it just be fantastic if intentions were, were all that mattered? right? Yeah, I, I want to do that. Yeah, I want to be there. Yeah, I want to become this. Yeah, I want that degree, right? If intentions could get us there, that would be great. What a good life this would be, amen? But how many know our, our destination is much less about our intentions. It's far more about the direction we've been traveling. I can have intentions to be there, but if I walk this way, I just don't seem to quite end up over there, Right? It's not so much about intentions, it's about the direction we've been walking in. And the current direction you're walking will determine your destination. 
I'm driving north, right, I'm going to end up north. I'm not going to end up south. I'm not going to end up east or west. Your direction will determine your destination. Proverbs 14, 12, it says this. Tell us. You can rationalize it all. You, you can rationalize it all you want and justify the path of error you have chosen. But you'll find out in the end that you took the road to destruction. Here, here's the deal, church. There are paths in life that lead us to where we need to be or called to be. And there are also paths in life that lead us to a place we don't want to be. Amen? And that's the reality. And this idea that your current direction will determine your destination, it governs all aspects of life, our dating life, our marriage life, our raising kids, our career, our finances, our health, everything. And it's tempting, especially for Christians, to believe, my intentions are good. My, my intentions, God, in your dating relationship, I, uh, well, we, we want to honor the Lord, right? We want to be good, but... You know, our, our purity isn't there, but my, my intentions are good. There's gonna, you're, you're sowing death into your relationship, right? It's not so much about intentions, it's about direction. I think we're often tempted to believe, man, my good intentions are good enough. As long as our aspirations and our dream are good, we'll, we'll end up in the right place. The church is just not true. I know a lot of us have had some great dreams in life. But still, we've ended up miles from where we wanted to be. Maybe, maybe you had the greatest intentions to be a committed husband. You had the greatest intentions to be a present parent. You had the greatest intentions to be a business owner. Your intentions were great. But you can look back and agree maybe your direction was off. Right? And at the end of the day, here's the truth. Direction, not intention, determines our destination. Amen? Third point, and then we'll wrap this thing up here. Point three, the paths we choose determine the outcome. The paths we choose determine the outcome. What we have to realize is the decisions determining the paths we are on are happening right now. And, and, and I think, not like we think, it's one big decision after the other. I think it's a bunch of little decisions we make every single day. They're happening right now. And, and each little path we choose either takes us off the path or keeps us on the path. Takes us off the path or keeps us on the path God has for us. But, it, but in most cases, the, the outcomes, they aren't immediate, though. We don't always see the direct fruit of the, of the small decisions that we make. In most cases, the, the choices you make today, they'll have ramifications, but maybe they won't come until down the road. It, it, it's about the everyday decisions we're consistently making. And you know what? It starts with trust and submission. Not information. Starts with trust and submission. Starts with trusting God, submitting to God. 
I mean, he, he knows where each path leads, right? I don't mean to get all cliche preacher on you here, but I'm going to, if that's okay. God knows what's best for you better than you know what's best for you, right? And it's easy to think we know what's best. It's, it's easy to think we, we can make all the choices. But what I've discovered in my own life time and time again is, is when I get ahead of God by thinking, ah, I'll be fine, I'll, I'll be fine, I can do it, it'll work out, I'll just go ahead, I'll just, you know, and, and I get out and get ahead of him, I end up lost. I end up in the quicksand 54 miles downriver, right? <laughs> And when we look in the scriptures, if there was ever a man who would have had that exemption to go off on his own, I think it probably would have been King Solomon. Lord comes to King Solomon as a young boy and says, you can have one, one thing. What do you want? He doesn't say money. He doesn't say a great job. He doesn't say an awesome wife. He says, I want wisdom. He says, all right, I'll give it to you. The wisest man to have ever lived. Yet, th this is the advice he gives. Re remember, all the wisdom in the world, he could have he trusted himself, a good decision maker, right? Or could it be that this was actually where the wisdom came from? Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6, we've all heard it. Come on, trust in the Lord completely. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Right, it's straightforward. Don't trust your heart. The heart's deceitful. Trust God with your heart. And in the original language, that, that word trust here, it's this idea of laying helplessly, face down, vulnerable, dependent, trust in the Lord completely. And when it comes to choosing the right path, be entirely dependent upon our Heavenly Father. Then the verse goes on to say, the end of five, on to verse six, it says, and do not rely on your own opinions. Don't rely on your intentions right don't rely on your own opinions with all your heart rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision you make become intimate with him in whatever you do and he will lead you wherever you go what is what does that even look like Be, become intimate with him in whatever you do and i know this is like you know this isn't youth group but it's like, what are we watching? Like when, when we get in the car, what are we allowing ourselves to listen to? Right, what, 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 what are we looking at? How are we treating the people in our life? How are we loving others? Are we actually loving our enemy? Every day, think about the little decision. You know, how are we dressing? Right, think about the little decisions every single day. I love this. It says become intimate in whatever you do. Like, I think we can, it's all these little decisions every single day, and they're all, but what we got to realize is they're all little footsteps, and they're all leading us on a path, and, and all these little decisions we make, they add up, and we're going to look back, and we're going to say, wow, God, look where you've taken me. Look what you've done. Don't rely on your own opinions. And come on, I know I'm not the only one in the room who's made some decisions off my opinions and off my feelings and my own emotions. And where did that get me those times? Solomon said, don't do that. 
He said, rely on the Lord rather than rely on your own understanding and insight, choosing the right path. And it begins, church, with trust and submission. When, when, when the way we view things conflicts with the way that God views things, we need to lean on his thoughts, his opinion, not our own. When considering a path, when considering how do I get from where I am to where I'm purposed to be, start with trusting and submitting to God. I, I want to encourage you every single day when you wake up, you can just even speak it out loud. Say, God, today I'm trusting you. Lord, today I'm leaning on you, not my own experience, not my own insight, not, not my gut. I'm not going to trust my gut, okay? I'm trusting in you. I'm trusting in your word. And, and when my emotions are in conflict with your ways, I'll, I'll lean on you with not just part, but all of my heart. I'll lean on you with all of my heart. I'll rely on you to guide me. I'll rely on you to lead me in every decision that I make. The key to all of it is this. The key to a change of direction from where we are to where we need to go. The key to all of it starts with Proverbs 3. Right? Trusting in Him. Submitting to Him and His ways. And today, my hope, my prayer for Destiny Church, my, my prayer for every person in this room this morning is this. My prayer is you would begin to seek the, the directional change you need to make. God, search my heart. Sift through my anxious thoughts. Reveal to me, where, convict me on where I'm supposed to go. And then we'd have the boldness to act and step into it. I pray that you would trust the Lord completely. That you would with your whole heart allow him to guide you and lead you in every decision you make. And if you want to get from where you are right now to where you know you're called and purposed to be. Just like, just like you said, right? become intimate with him in whatever you do. Like, man, that's, I, I don't know if we've, what if we started to wake up every day with that thought? How, how can I be, how can I be intimate with the Lord? Okay, he put me in this, right? Maybe, maybe you're married. He put me in this covenant relationship. I'm going to, uh, Lord, I, I want to be uh, all that you've destined me to be in this role. I'm going to go make my wife coffee because I, I want to be intimate in all the details. So me making a cup of coffee for my wife is really worship. God, I want to be intimate with you in every way. So while I'm in the shower, instead of singing that country song I like, Lord, I might prop my hands up in the air and start singing Amazing Grace, like the old school style, because I feel like it. Intimate in, 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 in every way. Right? It all starts with him, church. Can't go back in time. Can't change the decisions we've already made. But we can make the choice today. We're going to change direction. Amen. We're, we're going to change direction. Last verse, Psalm 1611, it says, out of the message version translation, it says, Now you've got my feet on the life path. Now you've got my feet on the life path. And ever since you took my hand, I'm on the right way. Thank you so much for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can check out the link in the description to give or visit destinychurch.me slash give. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We love you and have a blessed week.